so many voices are coming at us from the time we're born. Uh, throughout every stage of life, we have well-meaning parents and well-meaning teachers and advisors, but they're often giving us advice from their experience, from their lens, their point of view. And some of it might apply to us, and sometimes a lot of it doesn't. And so part of the job of coaching is to go inside and hear your own voice again. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Today's guest is a multi-potentialist. Cindy Lamar is no stranger to change and pivots. Taking risks in life and from her experiences, she realized her essential elements, those qualities that make her uniquely valuable in life and career, and has repurposed them throughout her journey. She now brings this knowledge to her clients as a transformation coach, helping others get clarity, meet challenges, changes, and lead more fulfilling lives. Welcome, Cindy. I'm glad you're here. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm happy to be here. Um, um, I wanted to just ask you a few questions, but first, I think you should probably give the audience a little bit of background about yourself. And then, of course, I always have lots of questions, but I'd like to do that first so that they can get to know you a bit. Sure, absolutely. So uh, currently my role is, as you said, a transformation coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, the multi-potentialist part is that I've had several different iterations of my career. Yes. Um, the bulk of it has been in the learning field. So I started out teaching elementary school, I had brief stints in uh, music and also proofreading. Um, but then I've really concentrated on learning and development. And then more recent years, the development has focused more on personal and professional development through coaching. Yeah. Great. Great. Wow. So that is like, I feel like there's no mistakes in life. And sometimes we just sort of, we're doing a certain thing and it fits us for the moment. And then we yes. go on to the next thing. And it's so you start using those skills that you picked up along the way. Don't you agree? For sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. Nothing has been wasted. You know, I've gone through periods where I've thought, oh, should I have done this? Did I really need to do that? But I've come to the conclusion that, each step that I've taken has gotten me here. Yeah, exactly. And then you can draw yeah. from those experiences so that you can do an even better, you know, um, delivery of what you want to do now. For so sure. That's, that's, For really, sure. that's really pretty incredible. Um, you had said that you were a, what was it, designer? Educational designer? Is that what I read? Yeah, there's many names for it. Uh, I love that. Design. Instructional <laughs> design. What is so that? I, this sounded so great. Yeah, so instructional design is what it says, but how it actually happens can be different at different companies. So uh, that journey began actually as an ESL instructor, where mm-hmm. I started to create courses um, that I wanted to introduce to help people understand language from a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. So when you create courses, when you design a curriculum, um, when you take a course someone has and develop it further and make it more engaging, that's all part of instructional design. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you really help to shape the uh, learning experience for the learner. And you must really have to put yourself in their shoes, sort of. You have to probably kind of think of, all right, I know what's going on and I know how to do this, but I have to be them. So you have to come from their perspective and sort Definitely. of write it from, wow, that's a, that's yeah. an interesting thing. So yes, that's one of my mentors really um, grilled into me that you have to meet people where they are. 
And that's true in a learning environment, in coaching, in relationships, pretty much anywhere in life. And so that's kind of my mantra for developing anything is to really consider the client, the learner, whoever I'm developing something for, right. and really, like you said, step into their shoes and try to use their lens for a moment. See, that's another, another thing too, that um, you, were, you did this, so you really can get their perspective when you're coaching them, giving them um, maybe you know, words that they would be able to understand and apply, actionable words that they can, act- that they can apply, because yes. you're coming from a place of understanding their perspective, which I think is super valuable, which is one of those essential elements. Um, yes. That's one of those things that is maybe, do you think that's innate or is that a, is that a gift that you have uh, fostered and nurtured to create? Or um, is that a skill hmm. that you learn, do you think? That's a wonderful question. I would say it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I had parents that were very nurturing and that I feel met me where I was and really uh, fostered my individuality while they guided me along the path. And so I think that's kind of where it started. But as a youngster and till today, I'm a very curious person. And so when people are telling me their stories, I really deeply listen. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the listening is innate and part of it I'm actually trained through coaching to do. So uh, deeply listening to people enables me to kind of hear where they're coming from, hear the meaning in addition to the words, the actual words that they're saying, and then kind of paint the picture, put the dots together, and then help them from there. That's what I think. So you have, I, getting what you just said, curiosity is, a, is an innate thing. Some people are just so yes. curious. And that I think is, is invaluable in what you do, because if, whether you're yes. teaching or coaching, um, then you're, again, you're understanding them, you're getting what, you know, you know, what their pain points are, what is it that they're needing, and then you're able yes. to sort of uh, tailor the learning from that perspective, which is so useful, so valuable. Um, Because have you ever been with someone where you're explaining yourself and they still aren't getting you? Like they just aren't getting you. Have I? (laughs) It's just, they're just, they're just not getting you. And you're like, well, what is it? Why am I not? What, how can I change my words so that they understand me? But sometimes people just that's just not something that they do well. So um, I think you have to have a, and what they call a knack, they have, you have to have yeah. a knack. And that's an essential element, an innate skill of yours that you have, which I think is well, thank you. so necessary. Um, I like that, um, you know, the multi-potential meaning that you have made a lot of changes in life. Like you've traveled, oh, yes. relocated. Now the relocating thing, people go, oh, really relocating. That's kind of exciting. What a great, exciting thing. But honestly, I think it takes at least a year to sort of really get into your community and the people around you, build your circles, find your little stores that you like and your little restaurants and all of that stuff. And yes. it, it can be lonely and that takes a lot of fortitude and bravery to up and move into a different place. And yes. so you want to talk a little bit about that, about having to pull up your brave, being brave absolutely. like that. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny because This is actually a topic that I'm considering for a book because I have relocated a number of times. I've lived on both coasts. I'm from the East Coast originally, born Uh in New York, and um, lived a couple of places up and down the coast. I lived in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and then in 2015, relocated to the West Coast. Um, And believe it or not, I'm actually preparing for another relocation right now. (laughs) Out of California? 
not out of California, but oh. I live in Los Angeles and I'm going back to the North, uh, the Bay Area. And oh. it's, it's for a job for my spouse. Um, and I'm actually pretty excited about it because it's going to be more of a, a homecoming. I know many more people in NorCal than I do in Southern California. Southern California. And actually because of COVID, the, the two or three people that I was close to here have actually left the area um, yeah. and moved elsewhere. But in terms of like the, the courage and the, and the brave that you spoke to, it does take uh, bravery to pick up your life and move it someplace else. And, uh, but at this point, you know, I've done it a number of times, so I'm really good at packing. Um, I have sifted through my belongings several times. And in some of the more recent moves, especially from a large move from the East Coast to the West Coast, I really had to think very carefully about, like, what did I actually want to carry 3,000 miles to another right. place? Right. <laughs> because then it's really important, you know, in terms of space and expense and just the labor of packing all that stuff up, you know? And so, so true. it's an interesting journey back through your history. And when I moved to the, the West Coast, I decided I didn't want to just throw things in storage. I really wanted to own everything. And so it brought me closer to my things and to the meaning behind the things so that I really began to own everything that I possess. And that's yeah. really a good feeling. You know, a lot of people have things packed away, emotions packed away, and they don't look at them for years. And I was one of those people too. So when I had to pack up everything and only take clothes that really fit and look good, <laughs> and also just kind of weave through everything and really decide, like, is this going to be part of my life going forward or is this something I need to let go of? Um, and the letting go is not easy, but it's getting easier. <laughs> it's like that. I have the book here, Mary Kondo, the, the life changing um, yes. art of, oh, yes. and you talk about the memories because we, we hold on to like, I don't know, a jacket or things. And we hold them mm -hmm. on because there's memories there. And, yes. and I'm one, my kids will tell you they're, they're out of the house, but I'd be like, you don't need this anymore. Let's get rid of this. Like I was always, I love like streamlined living. I love, yes. to me, it feels unburdened. And, yes. and so for me, I'm not a collector. I'm a collector of experiences, but not a collector yes. of things because the yes. things weigh me down, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. And when I um, had, to, when I decided to, when I was going through a divorce and I down, I mean, I really downsized furniture and things that I really loved were in my garage and I got rid of them because I said, I'm just not going to live around the carcasses of my past. Mm. It was a beautiful past. There was a lot of wonderful things about it, but I didn't want to sure. walking around it and remembering. And so I kind of started yeah. fresh. And that was how I really like shed so much because you get to a place in life, especially with kids and all that, you really build up a lot of things. And then you're thinking, how did I, I get this much stuff? Right. Indeed. Getting, <laughs> getting back to courage. That takes courage, letting go of those things. And then it we does. can go back to how that is when someone's on their life journey and they're really trying to find themselves. Maybe they've lost themselves in, or the, the relocating is, is relocating and, and getting to know themselves again. And that takes mm. courage. And a lot of times when you relocate, you are talking about the moving and the things, but also it's the, the you can be lonely. It can be very lonely yes. and, and kind of scary. Um, you're mm -hmm. lucky if you have a partner to go and do that with, because then you can at least like, Hey, you know, have that person to have dinner yes. with. But oh yes. Do it alone. It's a very difficult thing. So what, what, were th what would be three things you would tell someone who's never done that, who's having to make a change and they know they, that this change would be good. What yeah. would you say to them 
okay, this is what you do first. Cause you, you obviously are, are uh, quite experienced at it. I am. Well, wow. Three things. So there's kind of phases to this. There is the preparation for the move. Right. And in preparing for a move like that, you want to make sure that as you begin to approach it and begin to put things in boxes, that you are also taking care of yourself. Because when you're sort of pressed for time, you know, you never have as much time as you want when you're preparing for a move. And so when the the clock is ticking and you're thinking about all the stuff that has to get done, you have to take breaks. You have to take care of yourself. And that's for moving or for anything else you're doing. So I would say that make sure that you keep your health routines in place. Make sure that you listen to yourself. Like if you're, you're, you're putting things in boxes or you're starting to feel the emotion and getting kind of sucked into the nostalgia, stop and take some breaths and just breathe. So that's kind of when you're preparing. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. And then as you get to the new neighborhood and you begin to look around, try to get into the possibility of things, try to see it in an exploratory vein. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that that has helped me, you know, adopting an approach of exploring with curiosity Mm -hmm. can really help you through so many things. And moving is hard, no matter how much you want to do it or don't want to do it either way. It's a huge chore and a task, but at the same time, it opens up all kinds of possibilities you can't see Mm -hmm from where you are, you know, so you have to be prepared to go out, um, find community online, um, talk to people about how you're feeling. You know, you have friends and family from wherever you're living now or, you know, from different points of your life. And if you're still in connection with them, don't be afraid to ask them for help. Even if now with COVID, they can't physically come help you, you Mm -hmm. could do like a FaceTime or a Zoom and have them there while you're packing. Like there's all kinds of things that you can do to have company on this journey, even if you're doing it alone. Um, So, and then the third thing I would just say is, um, you know, remember your purpose. Usually when we're moving, there's some reason behind it. And, um, you know, whether it's a really positive reason or feels not so positive, it's still a reason and it's still something that you can use to leverage yourself um, to prepare for this journey. It's yeah. really an internal journey and an external journey. Oh, and I so agree. those are the three things that I try to do um, and I'm trying to do right now as I prepare to move back well, to the you know, area. <laughs> next is all about what's next and it could be yes. you want to go explore life you want to go explore the person that you used to be or was and you lost mm-hmm. all that in the in the being and everything of yes. and so I think that this metaphor of moving like what we're talking about is so perfect because you kind of moving and you're you're in this limbo like this messy middle of I haven't really I'm, I'm gonna be in a place but I don't feel like all of me's landed yet and so these, yes. are, these are really good tips that you're giving because um, people they, they're up, they're knocked off their axis, you know, like all For of sure. us are, like I said, you, you miss your little cafe, you miss your walks, you miss your, all your yes. things that you do, you know, that cute all little your faves. Yeah. Yes. All your favorites. And, and so, but now I think we, which really lovely is that we all are getting more used to this zoom and, and virtual yes. chatting. Um, Cause I have circles of women, like we call them wisdom circles that I meet with every week and mm. we all talk and we all have this, you know, we align with things and we're talking and it's so great. And um, yes. 
it's, we've continued to do that even though we can't see each other. So I know that if I moved across the United States, I'd still be able to connect with them. And I think that's something that um, women ought to really, we need to connect with, we need to chat things out. We need to talk it out. Oh, yes. I think it's a really important thing to not be shy and say, I really want to stay in touch with you. Do you think that you'd want to be part of a group? Or I think this women's groups, things are so vital. Oh, they're wonderful. That That's one thing that has helped me to stay really grounded and excited about things is tapping into different groups and different groups meet different needs, um, have different, you know, subjects or focus, yes. but all of them are a way to connect. And we really do. I mean, I think if we've learned nothing else this year, we've learned to value our connections so much more. So much more and how we yeah. use our time. And oh, also, yes. and also back to the packing, we don't need so much. <laughs> really, really don't need so much. So true. I, I'm on a quest to simplify, honestly, you know? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I, I really do. And I love um, streamlining and efficient things. So for me, like I said, my children, I'd get them up for, you know, it's time for you to get up. And I'd be standing there and I wouldn't leave because they'd go back to sleep. So I'd start looking around <laughs> and I'll go, oh, you're not using this anymore. Why don't we get rid of it? And they'd be like, get out, get out. You're starting to like clear. Because I don't, I didn't <laughs> like to keep things really, I like yeah. zero, I like some zero space around things. I don't a lot, like oh, a lot yes. of clutter. So it's yeah. just who and I that, am. Yeah. That is so key for your space and also for your internal space. Yeah. yeah. You know, because just holding on to things that have happened to you, you know, memories are important. um, But also being in the present is very important as well. And so that's one of the main focuses that I have for my coaching is helping bring my clients back to the present when they start to spin back to the past too far. Right. And that's all with the change as as far as, you know, if you're making a change in life or you really desire a change or a change has been put upon you. The worst thing is the uncertainty and always wanting, even if it's not serving you well, you want all the familiar things, even if it's not serving you well, because that way, you know what to expect. So the change for you, like I said, you know, the pivots and the changes and the challenges you've met, you're, you're able to really help with empathy with your clients. Mm. I'm sure you get that they're in fear and fear about change. I I don't care what anyone says. Everybody has it. Everyone has that fear. So it's just managing it because I think acknowledging, right? We say, okay, it's pretty normal to be afraid of the the uncertain who isn't. It is. But then taking those steps, like you were like saying, just different things that you need to do as you make this change and you're in this space of sort of, what, what, what I call the messy middle or going across that bridge or you haven't quite landed everything yet. You know, you're still yes. in that sort of weird place. And, uh-huh. um, and I guess, I guess learning to embrace that it's part of the journey, right? It really is. You know, I, before I found coaching, I was one of those who really was just always like bracing for change and wanting it to stop basically. And, you know, it'd be like, okay, when are things just going to kind of be like equilibrium and I can just kind of coast for a little while. And I realized, uh, I guess somewhere in my thirties and forties, like that doesn't really happen. Like you may have a few moments or a few hours, or if you're lucky, like a day where things are just kind of chill, but be sure that something's going to come and just kind of 
make it more interesting, let's say. <laughs> so uh, really coaching helped me. I, I went into coaching as much for myself as I did to help others because I knew I needed to uh, get more in touch with what I really wanted and also find a better way to manage change uh, because it is constant, as they say. And, you know, you can either embrace it or you can always be fighting it. Right. And, and, and I don't think yeah. life is linear. And especially, no. <laughs> this is my whole thing, especially for women, especially yes. for women. And, and it could be early in life, like what you want at 25, 35, 45, 50, all different. You're going to want different things and mm-hmm. your life is going to change and your needs are going to change. And yeah. I think for women too, because we do give up so much, we choose it. I'm not saying that we're like victims, but we choose. No. And then all of a sudden we go, wait, they, I didn't leave any room for me. And so oh, yeah. that's where oh, they yeah. want to get, I'm sure they come to you and just say, I have no idea who I am anymore. Like I need some help figuring this out. Like for sure. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which brings me to the next word, clarity. Clarity is a great word. That's a uh-huh. word because a lot, we uh-huh. tell ourselves a lot of stories, don't we? We, we do. <laughs> because we do. Safe. We're feeling safe and we feel like that's safe, even though I'm miserable or this, I'm not happy, or I feel this, this desire to make a different, you know, step in life, but I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to, they kind of don't want to look. So how do you help Absolutely. your clients do that? How do you help them get oh, some wow. Huge question. Well, first thing is self-awareness. They have to know that they're doing those things. Yeah. So a lot of times people come to me and they're, they're not sure what isn't right, but they know something's not right. Something doesn't feel right to them. And even if they're not in touch with all of their feelings or that they've been sort of pushing certain feelings aside, there's still something inside that doesn't feel aligned, doesn't feel quite right. Right. So the first step is to really, you know, give the, provide a space where they can come and be who they are, even if they're not sure who that is yet. And that uncertainty it's really uncomfortable, but you have to kind of be there with them through the uncertainty. And that's kind of the first step. Help them to get grounded, help them to not be too afraid to know what's going on inside. Yeah. Um, and some of what what's, seems to be blocking their clarity, I often find is one of two things. It's either that they really know what they want, but they're afraid to want it. They're afraid that It'll change their lives drastically. They don't know the outcome. They can't predict how it's going to go. The other thing that happens sometimes, and I would say this happened to me, is that so many voices are coming at us from the time we're born. Uh, Throughout every stage of life, we have well-meaning parents and well-meaning teachers and advisors, but they're often giving us advice from their experience, from their lens, their point of view. And Mm -hmm. some of it might apply to us and sometimes a lot of it doesn't. And so part of the job of coaching is to go inside and hear your own voice again. Yeah. And once you can do that, clarity begins to come back. Clarity begins to uh, help you to sort out the things that you're questioning. And it helps you to really see what's important to you. And then it's easy to figure out steps to get there. But if you're not sure what's important, if you're living, sometimes people feel like they're living somebody else's life because Mm -hmm. they took so much advice in that, that they got lost in there, you know, and that's kind of normal. Um, But 
it's not normal to stay that way. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. So it's really about just helping people to, to hear and see themselves. And that's where the clarity begins. I, I agree with you. I think it, to the very bottom, like to just really like pare, pare it down is our true nature, who we truly, truly are is, so, is like a God given gift. And so yeah. to, to hide that, that light, um, who we truly, truly are, um, yeah. then, then we're not, we're not really living our lives to our best, our best life. So, exactly. so I, I think that when they come to you and most people, they know it's not right. Cause there's something pushing. It's their true nature saying, come on, come on. I want out. And mm-hmm. they're, they're not, um, they're not really meeting it. So yeah. I bet that's really a very gratifying for you to it see, get them through that. Um, oh yes. And, and another thing I find, Yes. Oh my God. The trust. trust you have it. to trust that voice. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of times we know, but we don't know. We know. <laughs> and also we have yeah. to also be open to not knowing and still moving forward sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's another big lesson from this year as well. It's that there's so much uncertainty around us, but yeah. If you can still ground yourself, if you can still connect to your breathing, then there are certain things you will know about Mm -hmm. yourself in that present moment. And it's really about present, um, about being present, about living in the present, and about accepting what's present. That is so beautiful. And I think... um early on as children, like you're saying, everyone's talking on the outside of us. We're not shown in our culture to trust our, what we call our gut, you know, or to really listen. And um, that is something that I think all, all of us should definitely uh, nurture and develop Mm -hmm. in ourselves because Mm -hmm. really you, you don't go wrong. If you really listen to your, to your gut, to your, you know, intuitive nature, you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's your subconscious is like so, so powerful and it's helping you if you just like quiet down a bit and listen. So yes, um, I think yes, that's intuition with this day and age. And there's just so much coming at us um, with noise that mm-hmm. I think it's got to be an intentional, right? To just take. Oh, yes. Time. Yeah. There's so much noise <laughs> and from every direction, you know? And so that's another part I see of resilience and taking care of yourself is monitoring what it is you allow in to yourself on a daily basis, uh, moment to moment, you have so much choice and um, it's up to you to, to exercise that choice, you know? I like that. Yeah. I curate it. Be a curator for yourself. Curator for yourself. And sometimes, you know, when I'm walking, (laughs) walking is a really meditative thing. Sometimes when I'm, I'm working on something and I'm just not getting the words or I'm not, you know, I'm working on a blog or, I'll take a walk and it just seems like I get answers, you know, things, but if I've got stuff blaring in my ears, then those answers get drowned out. So I just walk in nature and I don't, and I don't do like, okay, what is it? I just do, okay, this is really nice. This is beautiful. This is relaxing. And then they start like floating up to the top, all these different thoughts and I'm okay. And and that works really well when I feel absolutely frustrated. I like that combination of stillness and movement. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Walking is so good for us. Yeah, it is. And a lot of great ideas have been uh, conceived during walks. 
Oh, I'll tell you, I've had a yeah. lot of great ideas and I do have my phone with me and I'll always do the little, you know, recorder thing. So I don't forget because mm-hmm. yeah. I want to remember, yeah. okay, I, I want to capture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because the minute we get back and we're in our offices and things are happening that, you know, all the like, stuff comes back. <laughs> what was that? You know? And so know. It's, it's really special. Yes. Well, you know what? I think that, that, um, Anyone who decides to work with you, Cindy, is going to be really um, taken care of and, and that they, they will be in good hands because it seems to me that everything you've done in your life up to this moment has brought you to, it sort of just really polished you for this. And so I'm oh, sure you. that people <laughs> feel that way about you. So um, thank you. I wish you the best, the best of luck in NorCal. And, thank you uh, and your move and all of that and uh 2021 <laughs> that. oh let's just Woo! that's a hope that's a hope for me <laughs> yes yes lots so, of hope yes yeah, yeah. so yes. you take care of yourself and uh well, thank you definitely you um, appreciate you coming on today oh it's been such a pleasure you take care and have a wonderful new year thank you thank you you as well Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.